0: Charge podcast number six.
1: Number six. And no, it's for real number six, not yes. number four and really number five.
0: Yeah. If you know anything <laughs> about me, I'm not a mathematician. I can't ever count. My name's Courtney Wise.
1: I'm Shane Blankenship.
0: And I loved your message on Sunday. Um, and we're going to kind of piggyback off of that and off of our last podcast where right. we left off um, talking about being generous in this time when we are scared, Yeah. quite frankly.
1: Mm.
0: So... I know in November we talk about this, so yes. why don't you outline how you um, preach about generosity, and then we'll break everything apart.
1: Yeah, so we come back every November, usually around to this idea of generosity and be generous. I think it's just good for the holiday season. It's good leading up to Christmas time, and people are already thinking that way. But it's not just a Christmas idea, obviously. I mean, it's it's a it's something that we're called to all the time as followers of Christ. Um and this idea of generosity, I usually break it down into just a couple of things being generous with our time, um, being generous with our resources and being generous with our talents. Those are usually the three things and I'll use I'll usually throw something else in there as well, um, you know depending on kind of where we're at as a community and what's going on in the life of the church or the or the nation, um, and try to seek some of those things um, specifically. but yeah, usually it's around those three three things time, resources, and talent. Well,
0: and right now I feel, Like you all do, right now we only have time.
1: Yep, we got a lot of time. And
0: I I know that's like, um, uh, kind of funny because we're doing so much with our time. Many of us are, you know, working from home while you've got the children. So you're like, I don't have that much time. You do. You have a little bit more than, at least staying at home. You have more time at home than we normally do. So I'm just trying to think of ways about how you can be generous with your time. And I guess it can be really, really small things like doing Mm -hmm. things for your neighbor.
1: Yeah, I think doing things for your neighbor is, that's that's a great idea, especially if you're if you're healthy, if you're well, if you're capable of doing that. Um, you know, if you're scared to death to get this close to somebody right now um, because you don't know if they're well, or where they've been, that kind of thing, you can do something for your neighbor without even them being there. Mm-hmm. You know, you could help out a neighbor in some way. Just
0: take their trash can up or something like that. Absolutely.
1: I mean, we have several elder, elderly um neighbors um people that are that are retired that live in our neighborhood it, you know um and if it's a chore for them to get their trash can to the road or if it's a chore for them to mow their lawn or right now or, or whatever it may be um i think there's simple things that you can do with your time and that even would lead into your resources as far as your energy and your abilities you know that kind of thing where you could be a blessing to them or go ahead
0: well no it's a good point and i think the time thing we could actually work uh backwards like where, where maybe we shouldn't be spending our time. And I think that also goes into resources. Like yeah. if you have a little circle of influence, how are you influencing those people? And right now we are all on Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. and LinkedIn. I mean, we are all on social media talking about the pandemic issue. And although we may not share the same opinion, we can still influence positively sort of like what would Jesus do?
1: Yes. Well, so here's what I want to say about influence. And we didn't talk about this beforehand, but um, and this may come off a little stern, and maybe it is, but when it comes to influence, I think what people don 't realize and, and this is certainly in the context of following jesus mm-hmm. so i don 't know what it, i don 't know what it means for people who don 't belong to God, but for those of us who belong to him who who, who are christians who, who are followers of Jesus, influence is a gift, yes. and it 's a stewardship. Um, we understand that our influence influence is also interpreted as favor, um, but that influence that you have with people is a gift, and a gift has to be given, and a gift means it can be well. If it's coming from God, He can take it away, mm-hmm. um, and that's often what we see happen with those who belong to Him is that in in His disciplining of us, He will He will take things um, that we aren't being good stewards of, or abusing, we're not doing well with um, those kinds of things. So when it comes to that influence that we've been given, if you have any influence whatsoever, that's a gift. Um, God's given you influence with certain people for certain reasons. And ultimately, it's for his good, his purpose, his glory, his plan, his promise in their life. So are you going to use the influence that you have to ask the question that you just asked? What would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. Like, What would Jesus, what does love require of me in this situation? Like what, and we always know the answer to that. Um, I think that the whole
0: like, what would Jesus t- do concept the bracelets and everything Mm -hmm. i think it's great but because it does tend to be a little cliche we sort of broke down what that would mean in a few different questions okay um what can i do for you which jesus says that in the bible um what have you done personally to make this situation better for somebody else that Mm -hmm. goes with what you're saying and at the end of the day you know at the end of this pandemic issue hopefully it's going to be sooner than later can you stand back and say i did everything i could to make it better for other people do yeah. you want to break any of those down
1: yeah Especially so the first
0: one what can i do for you yeah what can i do
1: for you so we were talking about this before we started videoing um because i i'm going to start working on a message around kind of that idea and that concept uh, because it's a, it's a question that, that jesus asked um, throughout the gospels but you can certainly find it very close together where he asks two well it's two different situations it's not necessarily two different people uh, the question of what can i do for you and in, but in both situations um, people have come to Jesus and asking for something, and Jesus' response is, "Well, what, what can I do for you?" Um, and there's this whole idea of, of 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 servitude, you know, this idea of you know serving the other person, being there for the other person, um, caring about the other person. So, in the first instance, in in that passage in Mark. It's the disciples, and it's James and John, so the sons of Zebedee, the sons of thunder, that Jesus nicknamed them. And they either they somehow separate themselves from the crowd that's following Jesus. They're on their way to Jericho. And maybe they get out ahead of them so they could have this private conversation. And what they want to know is Jesus, when you enter into your glory, when you're in charge, when you when your kingdom is reigning. Um, can we sit at your left and right? Would you give us a seat at your table, essentially? And Jesus' response is, "Well, that's not for me to give. That's my heavenly Father will 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 give those positions." Uh-huh. And then he goes on and further explains. But let me show you something. My kingdom does not operate the way this world works. I
0: love this. Yes. This
1: is the I think this is the important part for right now uh, because the world is absolutely working a certain way, and right now maybe more than ever, the way of Christ is counterculture. To the culture. I mean, in so many ways. And so Jesus says, look, my kingdom doesn't operate the way the world works.